It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, and so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. The ultimate Cleveland sports show. Booyah. All right, Brissett, last chance, drops back, has time, fires to the end zone. I think it's caught. What? Touchdown, Browns! <laughs> David Njoku! <laughs> I got to check the replay, make sure he's in, but they've called it a touchdown. David Njoku. Oh, baby! Nick here. Chubb. Touchdown, Nick Chubb! There it he is. gets in, baby! There it is. The Browns win it! Nick Chubb! <laughs> oh, no, there's a flag! No, please don't talk. Please, please, please don't. It's on the defense. Penalty okay. declined. Browns win. Oh, man. Nick Chubb runs it in for three yards, and the Browns beat the Buccaneers in overtime, fellas. How about that? Gee, Bush, that had to be the hardest one. There you go. go. There you oh. go. Your TV was behind Bull's call, wasn't oh, it? Oh, yes. it was t- his, his stuff, <laughs> I'm like two plays ahead. It has, pro- <laughs> it has progressively gotten worse. The Bull is now about a play and a half ahead of everybody. <laughs> and so he, you know how you do it? Put Jimmy in an earpiece My and listen Lord, to it on the radio. True. You'll get it in real time. That's true. My goodness. I was over here. Then he was like, oh, there's a flag down. <laughs> everybody, everybody in the chat was like, yeah. no. no! For some reason, Fortunately, the penalty was not on them. Because we stream at home. And for some reason, the Fox Sports app at my house was showing the Jets game. So my son was trying to watch the game. And he's like, Dad, I can't get the game. So here I am trying to work, and I got my phone up on FaceTime. I'm like, here, just watch it this way. <laughs> so he's watching the game on his iPad, and I'm like this, trying oh to watch God. the game. What are you streaming? Wow. Oh, my <laughs> God. It is, well, I mean, the good news is, and it, this is our first victory Monday in forever. Well, because when the bank when they beat the Bengals, it was a Monday night game. Right. Right, it was a Victory Tuesday. So it was a Victory Tuesday. <laughs> and when they beat the Steelers, it was, it was Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. 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 So we finally get a Sunday win. This so is our second Monday, Monday win since, since the opener. Since no, Carol- since week one. Since Carolina. Well, yes. Yeah, yes, since yeah, the opener. Since, since yeah. the opener. And on that Monday, I threw up. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, no I won't throw up today. <laughs> no throwing up today. Uh, wow. Is all you can say. Yeah. Wow, what a yeah. win. I mean, I still they, they can't believe Njoku caught that ball. That was an amazing either. catch. We're gonna we're gonna rate that catch. <laughs> yeah. There it is, the yeah. scene of the crime. Yeah, we're gonna rate that catch in Brown's history. Um, you know, I, I know it's to it's to get them to four and seven, so they've yeah. had more meaningful catches. Sure. Absolutely. But just in terms of athleticism and where it was within that game, yeah. I can't think of one off the top of my head that athletically was more impressive. We'll talk about that later. Tim Couch is gonna join us. I'm glad he is. Because really now the big, and we've been talking about it a little bit, wow. but really the big focus moving forward is how is this team different under Deshaun Watson? We yeah. think they're going to be better. We're also going to grade Jacoby Brissett, which I can't wait to hear what you guys give him for his 11-game grade. 
I think by any standard, he wildly overachieved. I also think he may have made some money for the, for the future. This guy's more than a serviceable yes, backup. Yes, sure. He, he really is. Now, how much of this was due to the fact that Tampa Bay's offense is as one-dimensional an offense as I can ever remember seeing in recent NFL Big history? Big part of it, yeah. I mean, they just, they just can't run the ball, period. Which, again, we talked about this at the beginning of the season. We talked about this at the trade deadline. Why they didn't make a move to go after, especially when they know that this might be the last go-round with Brady. Why they didn't make a move to go after Hunt, I'll never understand it. I understand why they didn't do it before the season because Fournette was coming off a good year. Yeah, but you saw and the they drafted Campbell. they drafted White. He showed up. He looked terrible. He did, and but at the trade deadline, it would have maybe by the trade deadline they would even though they wouldn't say this to Brady. Maybe they were like, we're not winning it. All this said, they're five and six. They're in first place. Yeah, did Atlanta lose? Or they yes. Lose? Yeah. Washington okay. Beat so Atlanta. yeah, they're on the last play of the game, I think. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a bad and, division. And Heineke's like five and one as a starter. The Duke could play. The entire I mean, NFC, the entire I NFC East is over 500. It was terrible Nuts. division the last couple Nuts. of years. And then the entire NFC South is below 500. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. And then you've got the Browns at four and seven. Now, mathematically, we should state this off the top. Please. There is still a path. But I got to tell you, it is over the river, through the woods, down a canyon. <laughs> Up a 3,000-foot mountain at 80-degree pitch, and it's covered with ice. So, could they get there? Yeah. Technically, you could start saying, well, if this team does this and this team does that. But it's such a long shot that even with the win, their odds of making the playoffs went from 2% to 5%. Yeah, I, I saw in 538 that it was 7%, but either way, they, it's you, an can't, uphill climb. you can't even worry about the other team. No. you got, you got to yeah. win out, and at that point, Yes. Yeah. You, you have can, zero chance if you don't win out. So, and the odds of winning yourself. out are very slim. So let us be real. No matter how good a team is, they're not making the playoffs. Let us be realistic. But. The chances of winning out, I mean, could it happen? It could. It could. Will it happen? Probably not. Here's the way I look at it, because I don't think they're going to get a wild card. They've lost to too many teams yes. that they now have that they don't have the tiebreaker against. I think the path to this thing, and if you start doing it this way and just look at it this way, I, I think. Yeah, with Deshaun Watson, there's absolutely a chance. The reason I say that is because they are, the way you have to look at it, three games out of first place with six games to play. So, I mean, we've seen crazier things. If, you, if you're a baseball fan and you followed the NL East this year, what mm. the Braves did to catch the Mets was, sure. you know, on September 23rd, the chances of the Braves winning the division was probably low single digits. But everything fell into place. Now, because they have te- games left against the teams they're chasing, yeah. this is there is a path. Cincinnati uh, sneaked one out yesterday against the Titans. Now, granted, they're playing without two of their best skill positions players, but the Ravens yesterday, I thought they would kind of pulled game. away and separated themselves. Now I look at the Ravens. The Ravens, like, I don't though, know. the Ravens have right now. The Ravens have the tiebreaker against the Browns. They do. If the Browns win out, they could have. They could end up with the tiebreaker. If the Ravens lost one other game in the division, but the Ravens, well, they, but they play the Browns, right? So, no, no, no. I'm saying the Ravens would have to lose one additional aside from that one. Aside from yeah. that game, um, but the Ravens do. Now they, you thought they would have beaten the Jaguars yesterday, and they didn't. They don't. They don't. The only team they play that's over 500 the rest of the season is the Bengals. Yeah, that's it. So super simple schedule. But here, well, so I, so, go ahead. I, you know, it's, it's, it's a formula to winning. Right, there is, right? And part of the way you win is that you, everybody has to be on the same accord. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. 
Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Uh, there has to be a pathway of a game plan that is manageable that you can uh, that you can uh, get everyone to buy into. Now, I was going to say, I'll give Kevin Stefanski credit because, you know, I give him grief. Yesterday, he did what was right. He played his odds right. He didn't run away from running that ball. He did not. Kept coming back to he it. kept coming back. And if, did you listen to the announcers in the game? And now that they were even talking about the coach uh, Bo- Ty Bowles from Tampa Bay saying, this is what the Browns do. Why they go away from it? I have no idea. I have no idea why they go. Everyone else sees it. But yesterday, yeah. he played his odds right. Right. He kept running the ball. Chubb got to 20. He got, he got over 20, and, and we won again. I'll say this. Misleading When he got down to the thing. I don't care whether you say it was misleading or not. Yeah. Every time he's run over 20, and they Brown won. Browns are 2-0 with Anthony Schwartz <laughs> as a carry. So, but we're not talking about Anthony Schwartz. We're not talking about Anthony Schwartz. They're undefeated just, when they give Anthony Schwartz the ball. Just, just, just stay where we are, right? Give don't, the ball. Don't deflect. Stay where we are. Every time he's run over 20, they won. And the other thing is, that, you, you stay committed to If you, to you your, love analytics, you, and you could say it's not, a misleading stat or analytics whatever you with, want. Analytics would disregard that. You stay. Well, the cause and effect. Analytics. The cause and effect is not. There's no proof of cause. You and stay I mean, committed at four, to no, the, the sample size is 11 games, yes. and it's right now it's 100. percent They get. You, they get. It's not 11. It, it, it's 11 games. They. The cause and I'm not going to argue with you. Yeah. It's I, obviously it, no it, cause and effect. If you stay committed to what you do best, yeah. Most times you're going to be yourself they, the best. They, they I don't care what more than they ran. I don't care what sport Brand. you're in. Well, they always more than they ran. I don't care what sport you're in. If you stay committed to what you do best, you give yourself the best. Chance to win. Well, you're playing being strike for sure. Jason, you want to jump in? Well, the, leaving the locker room yesterday, I, I was amazed that like they believe it doesn't matter what we think. Right. Like we think they're in, they're out. They one million percent believe that they're in this. That that it's not just like they have to. It, they do. Like you got to have something to play for for these yeah. last six games. But winning that game, they stole that game. They stole it. to win the game the way that they did. They know they've got Deshaun coming back. Offensive guys feel like, hey, man, we're ready to go. Hmm. And they absolutely believe that they're still in this. I think there was a clip in Njoku walking off the field saying, anyone who's, like, counting us out, forget it or something like that. This ain't over. Well, they get their guy back. And they all believe that. They wholeheartedly believe that this is still a race. That's important, too. Okay, I know you say that that you have to believe if you're a player, but I've been around teams where the Mm. situation is they have to believe and they don't. Yeah. And in this particular case, the fact that they do, you can't do something if you don't think you can do it. And that, that, I mean, that's just the way life is right. in anything, whether it's football or life. Right. Before you do, you have to believe. And I'm glad to hear that you say that to a man, they believe. The, hu- the human side of it is, is huge here. Uh, I think we look at stats. I think we look at touchdowns. I think we look at some of the ancillary parts. But the human part of it is why I said last week, I think the Browns have a great shot. At winning this game, all of the things pointed to the Buccaneers. Tom Brady being there, offense—they got a great, uh, you know—and and the Buccaneers played great defense. I mean, when when Jacoby Brissett was dropping back and throwing the football, they were all over the guys. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like they left anything on the table for them. But you never underestimate nope. the fact that you had Jacoby Brissett 
and a lot of people appreciated the level appreciate his, uh, 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 his professionalism. His professionalism, mm-hmm. the way he led through. Because to be honest with you, he they left about three to four more wins on the table for Jacoby. Yeah. And then on top of that, what they did, they got that boost of energy, that little kick. Because now, it's something to be said. It's almost like being sick on Christmas, right? If you're sick on Christmas, you still get to open presents. If you're sick in the middle of July, ain't nothing to look forward to. All you know, you can't go outside and it's hot. The Browns may have to figure some stuff out, but it's easier figuring out when you get to open a present like Deshaun Watson. Jacoby Brissett, by the way, finished eighth uh, through 11 games, eighth in PFF grade, 11th in just passing grade. You know, right. the overall grade factors in rushing and some other things, sure. but. Uh, still 11th passing the ball, which That's is top third, no matter how you slice it. And ahead of guys of like Dak Prescott, Kirk Cousins, Lamar Jackson, Derek Carr, Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, Jimmy Garoppolo, and others. You think the Broncos, played great. You think the Broncos would right now take Jacoby Brissett over Russell Wilson? Uh, who, by the way, it, it's, I, it's here, like so Russell. It's like awful. someone usurped the skill out of Russell <laughs> well, Wilson. Well, here, this, I've never seen the, a dramatic fall off. The problem with Russell Wilson in in, in Denver is Denver is trash. There's nobody there with him. There's no, nobody. That's not true. There's nobody no, there. I, 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 I don't agree with you. No, there's nobody. He's got there's excellent no, receivers. There's nobody. There's nobody there with him. Brad, right? they, there's nobody there. No. He's got good receivers. McNuggets, so. I'm sitting here telling you, Jacoby Brissett had a top five Brown season of all time. At quarterback. No, of, of all, all time. time. What are you well, talking about? Since 99. I don't live oh. back there. Oh, I wouldn't okay. lie back there. Bernie had all That's the stats. That's not saying much. Sipe I mean, had an uh, MVP. Yeah, since 99. No, there hasn't been a lot of good since quarterbacks. Since 99, seasons. it might be top three. No, 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 no. As much as I'm down on you, Baker, he still you, Baker still had at least might. one, if not two I seasons. I mean, we forget better. because one, like Baker? Russell Wilson, Baker has forgotten how to play, but Baker Mayfield set the – Record for touchdown record. passes rookie by a rookie. Record. Yeah. I mean, the guy could I, play at one point. I think the best. And that season was the a best Brown season since '99 was Derek Anderson. Two yeah. seasons with Baker. Then you got the two Baker seasons. And then you got Jacoby freaking Brissett. No, oh, Kelly Holcomb had a couple good yeah. years back in the day. I Tim mean, Couch he, had one good season. Right. Like, Brian Hoyer played well that one year. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't remember Jeff Garcia. At but the his end of the day, were. G. And this is, we're going to talk about Brissett with Tim Couch, and he exceeded our expectations yeah. Yeah. 10, 20 to the 30th ex- no percentile extent. He still threw 12 touchdowns in 11 games. That's exactly yeah. it. That's like, he threw 12 touchdowns in 11 games. Like, if you problem. compare Jacoby to the rest of the NFL, he's still below average. Right. But we had such a low bar for him coming in. Right. That's why. Yeah. And I'm in that group of like, oh, my God, he far exceeded what I thought. Well, well it's yeah. because we had no expectations for him whatsoever. Well, listen, he, he managed the game like he was supposed to. He did he did beyond what we thought he was going to do. I, I will tell you this. It is, again, if you if you talk about trying to make the playoffs here, you're trying to make a run. I don't think that, we are really having a realistic conversation. Well, I no, here. I mean, no, there's no real. Here. It's I'm not realistic. So, so, until there's so, no pulse. Right. I'm going to talk about what it. So, like, so, what sure. so what we're talking about here is this. If you're talking about making a realistic run at having a chance, yeah, then that means you will do the things that's necessary to win. Running the ball is one. The second, the second thing is don't do anything crazy. We didn't need no two-point conversions, right? He played the odds. He said, I'm going to put this ball away. I'm going to get a stop. Yeah. Those are the odds. Yeah. I'm putting the odds back in just regular no, the football. The odds are to sometimes go for a two-point conversion. Well, the problem is when people Two say, other teams went for two-point conversions. I'm not, I'm not a guy that... Analytics, analytics say to go for one, I was told. Here's my problem with analytics, <laughs> and yeah. this is what I've always I'm said. I'm not a guy yeah. like Analytics does not take into account the macro situation. Who's your quarterback? It takes into account the micro situation, fourth and one. Fourth and two. Exactly. The macro of this situation was 
You win or lose on that call. Jay, yeah. Win or lose. Well, Jay, he yeah, said, yeah, Kevin yeah. said, I didn't like the play call. Yeah. No, like, he, yeah. I, he said, I designed about, it, the, and I didn't like the play Jason, call, so they kicked the extra Jason, point. the other thing is this. You cannot give, I don't care what sports you're in, the eye test is important. It is. And it tells you what is going on at that moment. What I do you couldn't see? agree more what with do you. you and, and analytics has no room for that. And when you steal it, when you stole the momentum, and you see Brissett come out there and throw a pass, and then Joku catch it with one hand, you like, oh hell no! I got to give him some more time. I yeah, gotta, I got to give my guy some more time. I'm not going to you. I'm not gonna take away the greatness yes. of that right. play by yep. getting stopped on You're the goal line. You guys are now complaining about something that didn't happen. He didn't go for two. So no, what's the, absolutely. Yeah, we're, we're saying that's the right. Yeah. Analytics, analytics didn't say to go for two. I was told by my analytics guru. I had someone, <laughs> I had someone say, and this is funny. This is not what <laughs> analytics is supposed to tell you. I had someone tell me that analytically it's a coin flip. <laughs> this is here. A coin this flip. Is, let me tell you something. I'm not going to let, let my chances of winning and losing come down to a coin flip. By the way, let me tell you by the way, this, there's no this, skill this involved is, in that. This is not fantasy football. This is real deals and real, real life. Yeah, right. And percentages and season, matter. I'm playing. Your season well, ends over. at the goal line. Then, by the way, well, Jacksonville, Jacksonville went for two and one, and it worked for them. So sometimes you your gut. You have to just play on your gut. What is your freaking, kidding? What is your freaking gut? Who's saying don't play for your gut? You got to have a balance. When we talk about analytics and this that, that don't play on my gut. But the book before analytics was a thing. The book said. Oh Lord! Well, you know, you go for the tie at home. The you go, go for the, the tie at home. Road. You go so for the win. I, 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 I remember now, that. There you I was told it depends on how much time. I want that book. Hey, it's on the road. You go now for the, the win. Used to be this on thick. The road. Now the book's this thick. I know. I know. But and, I'm just saying. Before. And by the way, the if there were five seconds left instead of 45, he would have gone for two. He would have. But we'll never know if it would have happened. I don't. It's the time. I mean, obviously, at that point, you're going against Tom Brady, and a field goal beats you. So. Anyway, it don't matter. He, they didn't it, it do doesn't it. matter. I they think the right it. call was made. Look, yeah. it, I had someone tell me once that the right call is the one that worked. Yeah. The wrong call is the one that doesn't. And in this case, we're not hashing over. Mm-mm. Can you imagine the pain right now if we were hashing Ooh. over a missed two-point conversion? Two, uh. You can't go there. It's too punitive. By the way, at four and seven, and I've said this a bunch, and we all know this, that Jets loss gets more painful every week. We've said it yep. from the, the day when it happened. Happen. Said what are you this do? one will be the one we look back on. Does yep. anybody think January. the Browns are going to make the playoffs? No. I, I, no, no. no, smart I, money says I, no chance. I, I, I haven't I, thought I, it since I, the Spencer went not. to 11 games. But, I think but, but, but here's what I will say. But like Dumb and Dumber, I will, I'm I, telling you there's a chance. I, I will say By the way, teams almost never, no matter how good they are, win seven games in a row. Here's what I'm going to say. Here's what I'm going to say. Yeah. I've seen other teams do it against us. Why can't we? And, Bolt, to your point, you're yeah. right. Almost never do you yeah. see a seven-game win streak. Right. However, almost never do you get a top-five quarterback coming into a roster that still has life. And the schedule is favorable. The schedule is crazy. I schedule actually think they go, I actually think they got a decent shot to go four and two, five and one. Yeah, sure. To me, I, I mean, Houston, New Orleans, and Washington, to, and Pittsburgh – should be if winning. you don't right win those four, you shouldn't be in the discussion. Washington is the most difficult game they'll play the rest of the season. Mark. I agree with that. Book it. They're a dangerous team. No, I know the Browns have played that. well against the Bengals, but the Bengals and Ravens are still tougher games than Washington. Agree with both. Washington. Yeah. Washington has something weird going on. I watched They'll run the, the ball 90 times game. that game. What's yeah. that? They, they might run the ball 90. And, and, they they and, might and, have to. Philadelphia, yeah. Yeah, they and, might have to. Watching, watching the Bengals <laughs> and watching the Ravens, I do not believe that the Bengals and Ravens are head and shoulders better. As a matter of fact, they coach terribly against the Browns and Bengals do. And the Ravens have one guy. Well, they should have beat the Ravens. They had them beat. They had Cooper Ravens. They had them beat. They had it's a, a bad call. I hear you. Period. But the Bengals yep. and Ravens are better than Washington. Agreed. Yes. They so, are. Yes. Yeah. But I believe Washington plays to their strengths. 
Baltimore is home, though, right? Washington went into Baltimore Philadelphia yeah. and beat them boys. And then Washington, Washington Commanders will run the ball with that. Who's but the that interesting Robinson thing is, is, is Taylor Heineke sucks ass. Yeah. So in the end, they'll fall apart at the end. So they're going to lose two He's games. played well. He's I mean, played well, bro. He's got to regress. But the, the interesting thing point. is he does suck ass. <laughs> <laughs> he does. He sucks ass. That's three. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, can we talk about yeah. uh, are, are you ready to give Miles Garrett some credit? He Me? came up big. I've been giving him plenty of credit. He's not where the rest of you have been. Hey, the three, the three are three amigos. You got Miles Garrett had big time sack. Yeah. Amari Cooper, Damn big it. time run after, after a catch, huge drop after on a that huge fourth. drop. Oh. By the way, was any did anybody have a problem with him going for it on fourth down there? No, no, no. You have to there. No, it's the game. Okay, it's it the it. game. And then Nick Again, Chubb, of situation. course, finishing <laughs> it off. I, yeah. the, the Browns' three best players came up big, and we'd be asking where, where y'all be at sometimes. And yeah. they finally got it done. You mentioned well, no, Miles. No, yeah. Here's where I'll give Miles credit. He's not himself. He's not going to be himself all year. He couldn't get his shirt on again. Yeah, after I remember the game. it. That's crazy. He had like yesterday after the game, he had to have help to get his shirt on. Like his arms just dangling. But it's self-inflicted. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. it's yeah. an unnecessary injury. Right. He did it. If it himself. happened on the field, he gets some slack. That's exactly not, it. And not he, the way it happened. And he knows that. I'm and sure so he does. That's why he's not going to leave that field. And he knows he did this to himself. And he let his team down, and he's he's adamant that he's not going to let it derail his entire season. Well, For him uh, uh, to play and the pain that he was in that fourth quarter, he, he wasn't really he was invisible the first three quarters. Yeah, fourth quarter and overtime, he was everywhere. He made the big sack in the fourth quarter and a big sack in overtime. And to well, play that way with his arm, I mean, I saw his arm dangling in the well, locker room. By the way, I, I don't saw want him you. I don't want help. you to. I don't want you to under, forget this. That MJ Emerson. Oh, yeah. lights wow. out. Oh, wow. He lights out. He had a tough task, and Evans did not beat them lights yesterday. Out. He did nothing would, in that game. And I think Brady recognized. I would love to. I don't know if Brady was asked specifically about Emerson's play, but yeah. it was obvious to me after two or three drives, Brady had cut off that side of the field because he knew that Emerson's physical matchup against Evans, he wasn't going to be able to get Although, the ball. Although, I think they should have reviewed that play at the end of the I half. Do <laughs> I do, too. That looked like a catch to me. I thought there were some really bad coaching decisions on the other sideline yesterday. Agreed. Yeah, Why I they agreed. didn't use that timeout in, at the end of regulation. Oh, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. they let the yeah, clock go from 15, I think, to 8. Yeah. Right, I, I couldn't understand yeah. that. Yeah. Um, I want him to succeed, but there are times where I'm watching him going, what are you doing? Yeah. And you're right on the review. Oh, what you, man. Use it. It's a booth review. It is a booth but review. But they got to the line so fast and snapped it they so had no chance. So yeah. I, I'm going to no say, say MJ Emerson at this point looks like the best person, cover person. He's the had. best. He's the, the best corner. Yeah, he's been there. He's been there. Well, well no I think if, if Ward is himself, Ward stunning. is better. But the way Ward has played this year, I would say that Emerson uh, has been the best. Emerson's been the, by far the best this year. I mean, yeah, Ward's got a track record, but he hasn't played as well. And, well, and look it, what Godwin did. Godwin uh, went off yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Evans was they had a lid on him. But you know, they, you know, Rashad White had that one long run early. It was thirty-five yards, and they didn't run the ball at all. Tampa Bay did nothing on the ground outside of that one play. And that's surprise. I mean, Tampa hasn't been able to run the ball all no. year. But they did against the Seahawks there two weeks ago. There were teams, ago. though, Jay, that haven't been able to run the ball all year. And that, they just, that set season right. highs yeah. against that's the Browns. Exactly but the Bengals and the Buccaneers, the two teams that run the ball, although the Bengals have, since the Browns game have run it a lot better for whatever reason. But for the most part this season, the Bengals and Buccaneers, two teams that don't run the ball a lot, don't like to run the ball a lot, 
not surprisingly, the Browns had their best defensive efforts yeah. well, against and, those and two teams. And the Bucks gashed them early with long runs. I know, that's why I thought we were going to see it all. No, but it was really and, just that one run. But I looked it up. Yeah. Uh, it, that whole opening drive, they were moving the ball on the ground. And I looked it up. I'm like, well, let's see what this week's magic number is. Yeah. It was 161, which is surprisingly high. That's what Tampa Bay's season high in rushing yards is set against the Seahawks, who've been pretty good at stopping the run. Yeah. But that was an overseas game two weeks ago. And I thought, here we go again. And then the Browns, to their credit, stoned Tampa after that. Um, yeah. did. But I don't, right. I don't put any stock be, in it whatsoever because I still don't think there's. I don't NFL see Jonathan Pursuit with the Eagles yet. Has, has anybody paid attention to what he's no, doing? I haven't. Seen I haven't really. Last night he looked like he was five years younger than yeah. we last saw him. He he was an impact. Again, he may not team. have wanted to sign with the Browns. No, he didn't. He clearly yeah. didn't. I think he he did at the beginning of the season. Yeah. He was clearly the Browns were in the mix according to two reports, but he automatically has energized that Eagles defensive front. I, the, the key to the Eagles, I know that, you know, I, I know their quarterback is playing lights out and they've got their receiver depth is unbelievable. Yeah. They just keep coming at you with great receivers, but they are so dominant up front on the line. That's how they smash you. You can't. You're it's not just incredible up. how dominant mm-hmm. they are. Well, see, I, I look at it like this. Um, when you look at the difference between the teams that are winning and the teams that is trying to get there, it's, it's can you stop the run? Can you run when you need to run? Mm-hmm. And can we unlock some things outside of that? Ohio State has shown us the, <laughs> the way. If you can't, so we say it every week on this show, if you can't stop the run, you are dead. You will never beat a good team because after they start running the ball, now it's in your head. Now you got to put allocate resources stopping it. And I'm here to tell y'all the new wave of saying, okay, we can stop the run. Safeties are now corners. Mm-hmm. There is no strong safeties anymore. Mm-hmm. Like there's no, there's no Darren mm-hmm. Woodson's or mm-hmm. Ronnie. Like, that's coming up. Rob they Wilson, are all, Wilson. none of those guys. Mm-hmm. They're all corners, and you cannot stop the run with secondary guys. The, the uh, yards per t- per carry is the highest ever been in the history of the NFL running the ball. However, most of the best teams in the NFL are winning because of their quarterbacks, not because of their running game. Well, I. It's so interesting that you said that because there was a fascinating conversation on NFL Network Radio over the break. I can't remember when I heard it. Yeah. But it was fascinating. They talked about that. Why are teams running the ball? Why are teams running the ball? That we've we know that the league is cyclical on what it does. Mm -hmm. We know that when one thing works, everybody tries to emulate it. Mm -hmm. And we've talked about this on this program, which is perhaps why the Browns are where they are. The 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 basic takeaway from the conversation was the league went so in on stopping the pass, which the Browns clearly have done. Yeah. That's what, the, I mean, they right. keep drafting backs. Yeah. The, the back end of the defense is where they pay attention to in the draft. Now, they want to get pressure on the quarterback. They feel they have that taken care of with the two bookends. But they talk specifically about how the trend league-wide, and it's been that way for a few years, in the middle. has been to shut down the pass because everybody went pass nuts. And we talked at the beginning of the season. I brought up a couple times. The quarterback play doesn't seem as great as it always has been. Mm-hmm. Brady and Rodgers struggling. Now, granted, they're older. Mahomes is still doing his thing. But in general, the takeaway from the conversation was this. The yards per carry are at an all-time high because the league is built to stop the other side. Right, but still. And teams are now finding, heck, we can run the ball. But, Jay, still, most of the Super Bowl contenders are because of their quarterback, not because of their running game. That may or may not be true. No, it is true. Philadelphia ran for 350 yards yesterday. Okay, that's one team. Well, that's the best But team. their quarterback had half of them. The quarterback had 100 yards rushing in the first quarter. 
bonkers. Right, but it's about their quarterback, not their running game. It is, but their entire running game yesterday is it's why the they beat the Packers. It's you just said something that I was yeah. thinking when I was watching the game last night. Why I think and the by Browns the way, Kansas City is the best team in football, not Philly. I don't know that yet. I okay. still don't. I, I mean, think Kansas City I, is still in Paris. Kansas City, Miami, I think Baltimore, Buffalo, balanced. Cincinnati, Philadelphia, Minnesota. They're all winning. They're all winning because they're quarterbacks, not because they're running game. Well, I tell you, now Baltimore if, if you and night, Philly are because they're running quarterbacks. Yeah, but that has something to do with it. Not because they're running if backs. If you watched last night, it wasn't just Jalen Hurts. It was a lot of it was Jalen, mm-hmm. but they just ran the ball with success, no matter who was running. I know, the but ball. the Packers stink. So, and to your point, yeah. G. Bush, as I'm watching the Packers, I know everybody wants to put Aaron Rodgers in the dirt. He lost his great receiver. But to me, what's really astounding to me is their defense can't ta- their their defense looks like ours tackle. in disguise. Tackle. They can't tackle. They're getting gashed on running plays. Yeah. 20, 30 yard run plays were the normal. I mean, last they night. made the Eagles backs look like they superstars. And right. again, the reason that the and I think it's true, but the takeaway from the NFL network or radio conversation that I that I agreed with hundred percent was this league has overcompensated to stop the pass. And it's a quick-to-react league, too. I, I, I go back to the Atlanta game. Atlanta didn't go into that game thinking they were going to beat the Browns on the ground. No. But they made a brilliant in-game adjustment when they realized they can't tackle us. Mm-hmm. So let's just keep doing that. So offenses are built to sling the football all over the field. Defenses are built to stop the pass. So what's happened? The league has figured that out, and now they're running if the you, ball. If like you, if you have a quality running game, quality, Running game, you give yourself a chance. Right. I just watched. By the, the way, I, I, we have that. I watched the Cowboys. Like they always talk about, Zeke Elliott is done. Zeke Elliott ain't nowhere near done. Right. If they use him the way they use him, right. The way they use. Well, them, he's oh, not the best back on their no, team. No, but it's though. not about being the back. You have to have the he's ability to run the ball and people who are hard nosed enough to do it when his time is cut. Like and, Chubb, and the Cowboys- like, like Chubb yesterday, like they had him in check, but they stayed with him. Stayed with him. And then he busted, he busted a few. Because nowadays, everybody, you talk to times, everybody want to go nickel. Everybody's base package is nickel. Now, here's what you got to understand. You take in a linebacker, a force player, mm-hmm. off the field, and you yeah. put the corner there. Yeah, put the corner. It's just why teams are running. You're, you're a middle linebacker who used to be the thumper, the guy that get down the field. out. Guy, <laughs> now you put the will in there. Now he's covering people, and the safety that used to be a strong safety is, is, is on the sideline, and you got another corner. You got basically two free safeties that are finesse players. Right. When you're running the ball against that, you, you only have a couple of guys that are used to hitting guys in the backfield you, every time. You know what I see here, and this to, to prove your point. You see when the safety come up now? The safety is going for the I'm going for the leg. leg it used to be the guys. This the Ronnie Lott is to lay you out. They did. They, that strong Those safety was left. They were laid. Yeah, they they are flags. Flags. I ain't talking yeah. about hitting you in the head. I'm just talking about they want to wrap yeah, you up. Yeah, but the kind of hits that right. they used to deliver, even Paul Amalu, they used to hit guys so hard they'd go through them. And that kind of player, you're right, G. Bush. We He's don't gone. see that He's kind gone. of player in I the see. league because if you can't, you have to be able to cover on all three downs yep. now. And there is, it's like there's no more rundown. I just wonder in the playoffs, are any of these run first teams going to win? We'll it's find out. They didn't last year. We'll find out. I don't think they're going to win this year. I don't. I, we'll, Baltimore we'll and Philly got to prove they can win in the playoffs. We know Titans are a fraud. They're not going to win in the playoffs. 
Mikey, what do you got? Giants are not going to do anything. Go ahead, Mike. The time has arrived, Ohio sports fans. Sports betting goes live on January 1st. Mm. Download the BetJack app today so you'll be ready for all the action as soon as it gets going. BetJack, Ohio Sportsbook. And we have Tim Couch. Nice. What's up, Tim? Nice. Tim, your thoughts thoughts on the win, man. Nice. (laughs) It's it's nice to have a victory Monday for a change, isn't it? (laughs) This is just our second one all year. Man, we haven't had many. The other wins were on Thursdays and Mondays. And so you got to go all the way back to the first game of the season when they beat Carolina, when we thought victory Monday would be a routine. It's been a long stretch between drinks and water. It sure has. That was an exciting game. You know, I think, you know, the Browns once again came out on the first drive of the game and their their first 15, their script or whatever they do, looked awesome. And then the offense went away until the end of the game and they scored when they had it. But, you know, I thought the defense played really well. Uh, Obviously, the catch by Njoku uh, to put the game into overtime was unbelievable. So it, it was a fun game to watch. I thought the Browns played a really quality football game and uh, it was it was great to get a big win at home. What's funny is Jacoby Brissett a lot of times this year has played well and in those big moments he has made some key, key mistakes. This game was the opposite. He didn't really have a great game for three quarters, but when it mattered the most late in the fourth quarter and in overtime, he made some big time throws. He really did. You're exactly right. You know, all we've talked about all year is Jacoby was good, you know, early in games. You know, he was yeah. managing football games, but when it came down to those two minute drive situations where you really had to have it, he was throwing interceptions in those situations. And yesterday, he really, he really was good in that moment. And, uh, you know, I think that comes with experience being in that, being exposed to that more. And, you know, he's had that situation several times this year. So I'm sure he feels more comfortable with it now. But he made the plays that he had to make. Uh, they relied on Nick Chubb quite a bit, which was great. I think Chubb had over 25 carries, which was which was ideal. And uh, you know, you just keep giving that dude the ball, and eventually he's going to start breaking runs for you. So uh, it, it was uh, it, it was a great game. Uh, you know, I thought the offensive line uh, run blocked really well. Jacoby got sacked a bunch of times, but uh, you know, they they were moving guys uh, up front. Chubb was doing his thing, and uh, you know, the receivers made the plays when they needed to. Hey Tim, what do you think about uh, Kevin State's game plan yesterday? He did not do anything crazy. He played the percentages the way they're supposed to be played down the stretch, and he said he put the hand, he put the ball, in, uh, he put the ball in the hands of the defense. And said, "You're going to win me this thing here," and Miles, Miles and Clowney responded to that. Yeah, they did, you know, and uh, you know that's the way it's, we, what we thought it was going to look like all season long. You know, when the defense, we, we thought the defense was going to be great. We knew the running game was going to be great, uh, but the defense has let us down consistently all year long. You know, except for these last few weeks, they're, they're finally starting to play a lot better football and they're closing out games. You know, when you got a Clowney, you got a Miles Garrett. Those are the situations where you know you, you, you're going to close out games. And you know, Brady, you know exactly where Brady's going to be in the pocket. He's not one of these mobile quarterbacks that's going to be moving around. So those guys can really just pin their ears back and go get him. And, and, man, they made the plays when they had to. It was great to see. Tim, Jacoby said after the game he actually didn't like the play call when they were going over the, the game plan on Saturday, the, the David Njoku play in the end zone. And, and Kevin said you believe in the, in the player more than the play. So I'm just wondering, have you had that in your career where you don't necessarily love a particular play call, but you believe in the player, so you're mm-hmm. going to go to him anyway at big points in the game? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think, you know, in those crunch time situations, you really call plays for players, you know, not necessarily just plays. You're trying to get the ball into a certain playmaker's hands, certain matchups. And obviously, Njoku in the red zone with his length and his athleticism, that's where you really want to go with the ball. You're going to get a linebacker on it, maybe a safety. So it's a great matchup for the Browns. And even though Jacoby may not have liked the play, it was where the ball needed to go in that situation. And, man, he put it up there where only, where only David could get it. And, and what an unbelievable catch in, uh, in a clutch situation that was. Went up with his left hand. For a tight end, man, you, just, uh, you, you don't see many guys that can make that type of play. 
Hey Tim, I'm gonna I'm jump on the back back end of Jason's comment. You've been in this, you've been in football a long time, college, pro. T talk to talk to folks about this. You know in practice who the special people are, the people who can make right. plays, right? And sometimes you can just throw a crap thing to somebody, and I throw a crap alley oop to somebody. Sean Kemp will go up and catch it. I threw one crazy in Orlando. I, I think this thing was offline. He went and caught it and threw it down. I was like, oh my goodness. And you know yeah. who these people are. So when you get down to tight situations in the game. I'm a believer in you just put the ball in an area and give them a chance to make a play and then you see what happens. You're going to have a better shot at it when you have playmakers on your team. I, I totally agree with that. You know, you, you, you get to know these guys in practice during the offseason, the type of plays they can make. And, you know, you, you see them every day. Uh, maybe you throw a bad ball and you think it's going to be incomplete and the guy makes an unbelievable catch. You start to trust that guy that you can just kind of get it anywhere in his vicinity and he's going to make a play for you. You know, it's, you know Joe, Njoku is such a big body guy and so long that, you know, his catch radius is huge. And he's got such great leaping ability. So you really trust him to put that ball up high and he's just going to be like a basketball player and go up and get a rebound for you. And, uh, you know, he's he's great in that area of the field. And I think he's had an unbelievable year. I think, you know, going back to, to the offseason when he signed that big contract, we're all kind of scratching our head a little bit. Like, you know, right, well, why are they giving this guy so much money? They're paying him like a top tight end. But I think he's played like it this year. He I really it. do. I think. Yeah, yeah he, he played great. He, 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 he did. That, I think he's catch. played great football. And, He's really he's really surprised me with, uh, you know, the progress he's made from, you know, a year ago. You know, he was really inconsistent with his hands, you know, early in his career. And this year he hasn't dropped many balls. I know he dropped one yesterday, but he's been really consistent this year and, and making a ton of plays. Tim, give Jacoby a grade. His, his, his 11 game stint appears to be done, <laughs> barring some sort of, uh, you know, injury or whatever down the road. But how did he play for you? A, B, C, D, F. What do you give him? You know, Jay, I think. From what my expectations were, I think it's, I'd have to give him an A. You know, I really didn't have any expectations of him. I didn't think that he would do a whole lot at all, but he's really surprised me. I think, you know, if you look at all the games, you know, except for maybe a couple, he's really given the Browns an opportunity to win each and every week. And, that, and that's all you can ask for from your quarterback. You know, he's been let down by his defense a few times. Play calling has hurt him at times. Uh, the offensive line, the protection has hurt him at times. But he's played winning football. You know, I think he's, for the most part, taken really good care of the ball. Uh, he's he's gotten the team in and out of the right plays. He's going to the right spot with the football. He's been accurate with it. Uh, he makes strong throws down the field, uh, managing the game, you know, and I think that, that you, he's a good leader. You can see the guys respond to him. So I would have to give him an A considering what my ex expectations were coming in. So I think he's played a tremendous, uh, tremendous season. He's really helped himself, and he's definitely going to prolong his career for, for the uh, performance that he's put on this year. Tim, Deshaun Watson will take the field next Sunday in Houston for the first time in almost two calendar years. We know how talented he is, but as I said, he hasn't played in two years. Right. Wherever he goes, including in Houston, the boos and the comments are going to be crazy. Like he's going to get harassed like no other player has, maybe. Maybe, maybe since at least Michael Vick, probably. Uh, what, are your, what are your expectations for him? And if you were in this situation where you were getting just roasted by the fans every week, what would you, or what would your advice be to him in terms of how to handle that? Ooh, that, that is a tough one. Uh, you know, you're exactly right. Probably Michael Vick is the only one we could compare what it's going to be like for Deshaun. You know, we saw him in the preseason, and, you know, the fans were, were giving it to him pretty hard, and it's just going to be like that for, for a long time for Deshaun. So he's going to yeah. have to find some way to block that out, man, and just focus on football, which that's way easier said than done. You know, you can say I'm not going to pay attention to it and not going not to focus on it, but you hear it. You know, as a player, you certainly hear all those comments, and you just got to find a way to – 
you know, have some thick skin, man. That's, that's the only way you're going to get through it. And, and just, uh, you know, just just try to go out each week, each game, be a better, you know, show that you're a better person. You're improving off the field and just show people that, uh, you know, you're, you're a changed man. And I think that's, you know, it's just going to take time for him to do that. But, you know, it's going to be a rough few weeks for him to get through, uh, you know, all the verbal abuse he's going to take, especially on the road. But, you know, I think for as far as on the field, you know, with him coming back next week against Houston, a team that's only won one football game this year, I think that's a great way for him to kind of come back and get his feet wet before he starts playing some really good teams. You know, you got Cincinnati, Baltimore, Washington, uh, Washington coming up in there. So uh, he's got some good teams coming up down the road, but this is a good game for him to come back and get his feet wet a little bit and, and get used to playing out uh, uh, the speed of the game and getting back out on the field. Well, well, Tim, talk up a little bit about that speed of the game. Like, you know, for a quarterback, it, it's a little bit different. I don't I don't think we've talked about it as much at that position because quarterbacks usually don't have that long of a layoff. Like, you know, quarterbacks are always usually playing, especially if right. you are a franchise quarterback. Have you ever had in your career where you sat out or maybe been injured and had to come back um, and play in the speed of the game? How long do you think it takes to get adjusted to seeing throws, uh, guys closing on the football, timing with receivers? I mean, for all intents and purposes, he's only played on the scout team, and that's not game speed. How long do you think it will take? You know, I think that's a really good question. I, I don't really know the answer because, you know, the, the games that I missed were only, you know, for a few weeks here and there. I haven't really, you know, had an injury or, or something happened where I was, you know, missing, you know, years of football. You know, it's, it's very difficult, no matter how talented you are, to just take two years off from, you know, the best, you know, competition in the world and just walk back out there on the field and say, I'm back. And you and you expect to play at the level that you were a couple years ago. And, you know, I know Deshaun is has worked hard. He's put in a, a lot of work with a quarterback coach, I'm sure. But there's just no way to simulate playing in a football game. Uh, you know, you can go out, you know, even OTAs and practices, they don't simulate that for you. You know, they do to a certain extent. But it, the, the, the speed of the game, the intensity certainly picks up on Sunday afternoons. Uh, when you're go when you're going out there trying to win a football game, so it's it's going to take some time, in my opinion. I think we'll see flashes of you know the old Deshaun Watson, like oh there it is, that's what we you know that's what we're hoping to see uh, you know for, uh, consistently in the future. But I think he's going to be a little up and down. I really do, you know, for for the remainder of the season. I think we're going to see you know a little a uh, little rust, you know, trying to shake that off. But um, you know, hopefully, you know, his athleticism will kick in and he can make some plays. And you know, you, you know, he's going to make some plays in the passing game. So uh, you know, I just expect a little bit of inconsistency, but uh, maybe not quite the Deshaun. Watts we're used to, but you know, hopefully he can build up to that and uh, and get that going up into next year. Hey Tim, let me ask you a question here because you just made a, a comment. We got the, the remainder of the season left. What is your if you if you're on the sideline and you're Stefanski, what is your formula to winning a majority of those games? To giving yourself the best opportunity to win those games? What are you? What are yeah, your strategies? You know, I, I think what they've been doing here the last few weeks, you know, they're giving themselves opportunities. You know, it's just guys. Or, you know, you need to make the plays at the end of these games to, to go out and win them. You know, that it's, it's rely on the run game. You got one of the best, if not the best, running back in the National Football League in Nick Chubb. You got an unbelievable offensive line uh, to block for him. Uh, you know, so you, you're going to take a lot of pressure off the quarterback just automatically having those guys. And, uh, you know, you're going to ask Deshaun to go out and, you know, make the plays that, you know, they, that's why they brought him here is to make these plays off of play action, throwing the football down the field, moving the pocket, get him outside. Uh, you know, let him use his athleticism and, and make those throws down the field. So I think that's the game plan. And obviously, you know, if the defense continues to play the way they have the last few 
then, you know, you got an opportunity. You know, you got a top five quarterback in the league out there. You got maybe the best running back in the league out there. You got Amari Cooper who's playing, you know, maybe, you know, top five or so in the league at the wide receiver position this year. Uh, and you got great players on defense. So they're, they're, the roster is super talented. Uh, you just got to have the guys make the plays and put them in positions uh, week in, week out to, to do what they can do. Okay, so all that being said, you've got three practices now, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. How much different do you think this offense will look going into Houston? Deshaun took a ton of reps in the preseason for this in order to get him ready for this moment. I was told he got about 20% of the reps here in, in practice last couple of weeks, a little bit more than a typical backup for this moment. So now can you, I don't think you can really tear apart the playbook in one week, but the way I put it was, I think we're, we've, we can finally move away from calling offensive linemen as eligible receivers. We can get away from the three tight end look. How much different do you think this thing can look in one week? If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Not a whole lot. You know, I'm with you on that. You know, I don't think there's too much you can change in this first week. You know, I think maybe you can add a few more wrinkles, especially down inside the red zone to use Deshaun's uh, athletic ability. Uh, you know, you can probably put in some more play action stuff, uh, you know, to take take advantage of his big arm, getting the football down the field. You know, the last time this guy was out on the field for a full season, I guess, I think he threw for, you know, 5,000 yards or so, maybe a little more. So, you know, he's going to push it down the field and that's what he wants to do. That's his style of play. Uh, so you definitely want to, you know, to let him do what he does best. But, you know, you're not going to just, you know, overhaul the whole playbook just because you got Deshaun coming in. And, you know, it's pretty much going to be, I think, what we've seen all season long, except for a few little wrinkles, especially, you know, in, you know, in maybe short yardage situations, red zone situations where, you know, you can really use Deshaun and give him that option, you know, run pass option uh, kind of thing. So, um, you know, I think it won't be too much, but, uh, you know, just a little difference in certain uh, certain situations within the game. Tim, one thing that will be very different, though, is the way teams defend the Browns, right? Like, they've been, we've seen a lot of eight, even nine guys in the box against Jacoby because he doesn't, you know, he's not as good a, a thrower of the ball as Deshaun Watson, even though he's done a nice job. But they basically, teams have defended the Browns and said, we're going to put everybody up here to try to stop the run. Jacoby, you beat us. They're not going to be able, they won't do that as much with Watson, I would think, right? You would think not, you know, but, you know, they still have to find a way to stop Nick Chubb. You know, sure. you got to go into these games saying we got to stop the run. And this that's why I was saying it's such an ideal situation for a quarterback to be in. And, you know, that's why we've seen Jacoby have so much success because, you know, when they're loading up the box for a quarterback, it really, you know, simplifies your, you know, your reads and progressions. And it's not as difficult it is when they're playing these zones and, you know, dropping seven, eight guys in coverage. You know, you get one-on-ones on the outside. You're pretty much just picking matchups out there and uh, getting rid of the football. So, uh, for Deshaun, it really is, like I said, ideal. He's got a he's got a big-time tight end. He's got a great running game. He's got receivers that are making plays. Donovan Peoples-Jones has really come along this year, starting to make a lot of plays. So, uh, you know, when he gets these opportunities, you know, he's he's got to be out there just, you know, with his eyes this big. You know, if the safeties are down in the box and he walks up to the line of scrimmage, he's thinking, you know, home run. He's thinking big plays. You know, he's going to be – more aggressive than Jacoby Brissett is. You know, Deshaun is the guy who yeah. wants to push it down the field. And I think that's going to kind of be the difference that we see within this offense is Deshaun really trying to get those big chunks. 
plays, those home run plays more than Jacoby was trying to do. Speaking of pushing it down the field, Tim, unfortunately, we, we had a problem. We can't show the video, but I, I know you recently sat down for an interview with our guy, uh, Sir Yacht, who was uh, on our show. He brought a giant teddy bear right. when he came in our show. And there's a video, folks can check it out on, on Twitter, on Instagram, probably too. And Tim's out there on what was Kentucky's field, of course. And Tim is looking sharp, and he perfectly hooks up with Sir Yacht for a deep pass down the field. How was the arm feeling that day, Tim? You know, it felt pretty good. I, I don't think I have many throws left in the arm, so he wasn't as fast as the receivers I'm used to, thankfully, so I didn't have to have to put much on it. But he is a big guy, though. He's probably he's taller than I am. You know, that guy's probably 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, so yeah. he was an easy easy guy, easy target to hit. But we had a lot of fun doing the interview. He's very creative, very, yes. uh, you know, he's very knowledgeable about the Browns' history and, uh, you know, especially, you know, the quarterback situation that's happened yeah. over the last 20 years and stuff. So it, it was a lot of fun to sit down with him, and we, we had a blast that day. He's going to be interviewing, I think, every Browns, every Browns quarterback, quarterback for 99. 99. Yeah. Fun, some of them, some of them have to be in the witness protection program. Some of them are going to be hard to locate. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Tim, good I, luck. Good luck finding Johnny Manziel, right? Still alive, yeah. Tim. Real yeah. quick, Sir Yacht actually <laughs> was a D3 center back in the day at Ohio Wesleyan. Dude could actually hoop a little bit. Okay. Too, so he's, he's a halfway decent athlete. Hey, hey Tim, you you coaching any high, uh, any football these days? No, not coaching. Just uh, just well, one of my kids' games, man. Well, you know, I'm, I did, I'm, I'm, I'm asking. There might be a, there might be an opening in Columbus coming up real soon here. Real game Saturday, man. <laughs> yeah, it was. Hey, did you guys end up beat Louisville? Yep, they got you the guys top. beat Louisville, didn't we you? Did. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Yeah, I know, that was a good that, win that, for. That puts a cherry on uh, the season for sure, and your bull bound. So nice season for the yeah. Wildcats this year. Yeah, it's a little up and down. You know, we were ranked number seven in the country several weeks ago. And we lost on the road to Ole Miss, and we had, you know, a bunch of injuries. Quarterback got hurt. Our starting running back missed the first four games. So we just kind of had an up and down season, yeah. lost a few we shouldn't have lost. But it is nice, like you said, to finish it off with a win over your rival. Tim, we always appreciate Thanks, you coming Tim. on, man, especially uh, after a victory. I can't wait to yeah, talk to you next better. Monday about how different this team looks with Deshaun Watson at quarterback. Big expectations. And now uh, we'll see yeah. what happens. Tim, enjoy Thanks, your week. Tim. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.